past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all it's dealing. And you're desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty earth. Ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah, 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 amen, amen. Who can wipe away the tears from broken dreams and wasted years till the past to disappear, oh, let me tell you about my Jesus and all the wrong turns that you would go and undo if you could. Who could work it all for your good, oh? Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus, and let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah, 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 amen, amen. Who would take my cross to Calvary, pay the price for all my guilty? Who would care that much about me? Let me tell you about my Jesus, oh. He makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Let my Jesus change your life. I think I'll just give a benediction now. And, uh, man. Thank you. All right. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Man. Good morning. It is awesome to be here. 
Awesome to be here and worship. Um, man, I've heard that song several times, and uh, man, I just closed my eyes and listened back here. I don't know if you ever tell. And I heard some new things in that song. Man, we're always learning, or at least I am. Always learning. Sometimes I think I got things all figured out. You ever do that and think, man, I, I got this all figured out. It's all going to. And then, man, you learn something new. I think I've learned more since I thought I knew everything than I ever learned before I thought I knew everything. Did that make sense? Not at all. I think I've learned more since I thought I knew everything than I did before I knew everything. And now I know how much more I've got to learn. If that didn't make sense, I'm not trying again. <laughs> Praise the Lord, right? But it's uh, amazing. Amazing after we think we've got everything figured out, just how much more there is to learn about my Jesus. And this morning I want to concentrate again on a uh, familiar passage. I'm going to read from John 3 and I'm going to read the first 17 verses. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher come from God, for no one can do the signs that you've done unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless, you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel? And do you not know these things? Most assuredly I say to you, We speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I, how will you believe if, if I tell you of heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven but he who came from heaven, that is the Son of Man, who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. 
Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, again, just thank you so much for this opportunity to, to be here, Lord. Just thank you for every person here, Lord, and every person who may be listening online, Lord. I just pray that, uh, that everyone receives the message that you have intended for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, have you ever thought, have you ever thought that you knew everything? Have you ever thought any particular subject, I'm an expert at it? I, I have on a few occasions. I've been in different businesses, and I thought I had everything figured out about sales, and then uh, when I didn't do things uh, the way I was trained to do it, then it didn't work. And what you've got to realize, when you go through these things, it's really not about you. I'd been in education a while when I decided I was going to go and, and, and spend a day or two in administration, and it lasted almost a year. I thought I knew everything. I thought I knew everything about kids and schools, and man, I don't know anything. The only thing I knew that year was I needed to be in a classroom if I was going to be in a school. That's what I found out. Uh, I think I found it out when I was hanging out with this young man who had been in trouble several times, and he got to come to me towards the end of the day just to hang out, and we became really good friends, and we'd work together, and, and then sometimes he'd get to go back to class if he could sit in class, and sometimes he got to hang out with me the whole class period. And I taught him a few things, and sometimes I'd ask him questions, and I said, did you know I used to be a teacher? He said, really? I said, yeah. I said, you know why I'm not anymore? He said, is it because you got old? I'm like, no, that's not it. But again, usually if I ask a question, I know the answer. I, wonder, I don't know what I want him to say. I was just trying to make conversation. But again, sometimes we ask questions, and we think that we already know the answers. And I think when Nicodemus went to Jesus, he kind of already thought he knew the answers to all of his questions. I don't think he went truly to learn from Jesus even though he knew Jesus was a great teacher, I don't think he went there to learn. I think he went there just to see what was going on with him. To see how some of the things he'd been saying could be true. You see, Nicodemus was an expert in the law. He was an expert in scripture. So I think he goes to Jesus just to confirm a few things that, that he knows. You see, again, he was truly an expert. And I'm not sure why Nicodemus is the one that went. You know, some people say that he went at night so no, none of the other Pharisees would know. But I think they probably picked him somehow to go. I don't know how. He maybe lost a coin toss or something. I have no idea. But anyway, he's the one that's chosen to go talk to Jesus. And again, I think when he got there, he was really looking to Jesus for some confirmation on some stuff he already knew. You ever do that? You ever just go somewhere, maybe go to church, maybe go to, a, to hear about, or even look in the Bible to confirm something you already think is right? We're looking for that confirmation when we need to be looking for transformation. And again, I don't think Nicodemus showed up to be transformed. I think he showed up to be confirmed. And I know I've confused people. I did it with the first line I said, but I'll keep going. I promise this is going to make sense, I hope, to somebody And again, Nicodemus says, Rabbi, we know 
Well, this is evident right here. He gives him a statement before he asks him questions. Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with them. And after I looked at this verse several times, I realized that it was Jesus' response that confused Nicodemus. Verse 3, Jesus said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You see, Nicodemus knew who Jesus was. He knew exactly who he was. He knew the law. He knew scripture. But I'm telling you, he didn't know my Jesus. He didn't know the Jesus Lindsay just sang about. He knew Jesus. But he didn't know Jesus. You see, he went to him for confirmation. He went to him to just assure himself of what he believed. And then all of a sudden, Jesus starts talking about being born again. And he was confused, and he, he just says, how can it be that when a man is old, can he go back into the mother's womb? He had no idea what Jesus was talking about at that time. Because he had no basis to. Again, he had that head knowledge of Jesus, but he had no idea who Jesus truly was. That head knowledge was never put in his heart. Maybe it was later. I don't know. Some scholars believe that Nicodemus came to Christ. I, I, I don't know. But at this moment, he knew who Jesus was, but he couldn't understand what he was saying because he was looking to get some physical answers to some spiritual questions. The questions he were, was asking, he didn't realize it, but they were spiritual. And he had some spiritual problems that Jesus could help him with. But he couldn't understand him. Again, he was looking for answers to fulfill his questions about the flesh. But Jesus kept giving him spiritual answers. And he had no way to understand these. You see, Nicodemus knew everything there was about the law and the things of the flesh, but he had never been touched by the master. Again, he knew who Jesus was, but he didn't know my Jesus. He didn't know the Jesus that we know. You see, Nicodemus and the other Pharisees were not lacking in knowledge. They had the physical knowledge. They lacked in spiritual healing. Have you ever been like that? Have you ever had so much physical knowledge in your head that you thought you knew everything, but what you really needed was a touch from the Savior? You need to be healed spiritually. Without a doubt, the Pharisees' problems were spiritual, not physical. And it's impossible to fix spiritual problems with physical solutions. It's impossible to fix spiritual problems with, spiritual problems with physical solutions. Again, Nicodemus asked Jesus, how can these things be? How can these things be? You see, he really, truly didn't understand who Jesus was. Jesus continues to give Nicodemus spiritual answers, eternal answers. And just like it's impossible to fix spiritual problems with physical solutions, it's impossible to answer eternal questions with finite answers. The only way to answer eternal questions is with eternal solutions. And the only way to gain that eternal solution is accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You've got to convert that head knowledge, everything you know about Jesus, everything you know about Scripture, to your heart. And when you convert it to your heart, it comes out. 
It comes out in ways that you can't measure. Even though we're finite beings through Jesus Christ and through a relationship with him, we've got infinite power because of him, not because of us. You see, Jesus goes on to tell Nicodemus the eternal reason why he was on earth. And then he gives that most recognizable scripture in the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Again, I don't think Nicodemus was a bad man. I think he went to Jesus with good intentions. He just didn't have an understanding for what Jesus was telling him at that time. You see, I think often we're in very similar time or very similar situations as the Pharisees. We think that we've got everything figured out. We think that we've got everything figured out, that, that we've got our, our lives figured out, we've got our spiritual lives figured out, and we forget that when we go to Jesus to ask, we're not looking to be for, to, for confirmation, we're looking to be transformed. We can be transformed every day. That transformation comes daily when you accept him as your Lord and Savior. You see, we come to church often to get confirmation on things that we know rather than be transformed by spiritual things that we need to know. And again, I like to think that Nicodemus did later receive that transformation. That he fixed his spiritual problems. And he started to quit looking for uh, physical solutions and, and accepted that spiritual solution. I hope he did. Some of us are in the same boat. You know, we've been in church our whole life, but we've never been touched by the Savior. Again, I can tell you all about Jesus. I can tell you all about Jesus. But until you get that knowledge from your head to your heart, and he becomes your Jesus, you're still going to be looking for physical solutions. You see, let me tell you, tell you about my Jesus. My Jesus is the reason why I can be here right now. You see, my Jesus is the reason... My Jesus is the reason that I can be loved. Without him, I'm not very lovable. Without him, I'm not very, very effective at, at anything, teaching or preaching or whatever. Without him, I'm not a very good father. But because he's my Jesus... And he gives me and sustains me with the power that comes only from him. You see, he gives me those spiritual solutions. Doesn't mean that I'm perfect. I'm a finite being. I make mistakes every day. If you don't believe me, ask Rhonda. Amen. Don't ask my mom. She'll lie for me. <laughs> but I'm telling you. Without Jesus, without Jesus, you're just looking at what you get. But with Jesus, again, stace plus everything equals nothing. But stace plus his grace equals everything. It's everything I need. His grace is not limited. 
His grace is, don't care what you've done in your life. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're born again. You're a new being. You say, that's who my Jesus is. You're a new being. Some people don't understand it. I don't understand how or, or why. I know my shortfalls, but I don't understand how and why Jesus came and saved me. But I'm glad he did. Again, from the head to the heart, it's about one foot. It's about one foot. Don't let that one foot cost you eternity. I love you. God loves us more than we could even imagine. And if you haven't accepted that grace of Jesus Christ, if you haven't accepted my Jesus, I pray that you come to that knowledge today, that head knowledge that gets converted to heart knowledge. And you start seeking those spiritual solutions. And you start looking for eternity. And you start looking to live that abundant life that Jesus has promised us. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for uh, allowing us to be here, Lord. Just uh, thank you for your amazing grace, Lord. Just thank you for uh, coming to, uh, to do a job that we can't do. Lord, thank you for uh, giving us more than we ask for. When we come to you with these physical problems, Lord, thank you for blessing us so much spiritually. Lord, all we need is found in you. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending my Jesus. It's in his name that I pray. Amen.